It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. So let's talk about the markets. How are they doing this morning? Yeah, you know, markets are in the red this morning, but this comes off of, um, you know, a really strong January. It was uh, one of the strongest months we've seen in a few years. We saw the S&P up 6%, the Dow up 4 and a quarter. The TSX was above 7%, and the NASDAQ was up just over 10%, again, for the start of the year. Uh, and that's really coming off oversold conditions. Um, you know, economic data is kind of indicating more of a soft landing ahead, which is what investors want. And central banks are getting close to really a pause in, in raising rates. And, of course, we're waiting uh, for the Fed's interest rate decision today, and uh, the market's expecting a 25 basis point hike today. And, again, that's a lot less than what we were used to last year. I mean, at one point, they were increasing by a whole percentage point. Uh, but, again, they're probably going to indicate they're not totally done yet, uh, although that's what investors want to see. And remember, the markets are very forward-looking, so they're anticipating uh, that future pause in the U.S. And of course, the Bank of Canada has already really initiated that pause at this time. Right. Okay. So we're waiting to have that happen. How different is the situation in the U.S. right now, even in terms of jobs? Uh, well, I mean, unemployment is is low. I mean, they're adding less than expected is what we've seen. Uh, but still, you're not seeing that unemployment uh, number tick higher. And, and so jobs have been strong, although you've seen some of those layoffs in some of the big tech companies. But, you know, we were doing some research on that. So, you know, even though we see those large numbers, you know, 10,000 people laid off here and there, um, that comes, um, you know, at the heels of very strong hiring with that post-pandemic surge that we saw, uh, you know, for example, Amazon, you know, I mean, they've hired thousands and thousands of people, uh, yet maybe they laid off 10,000. And so it, jobs are still very strong. And that's why there is this kind of hopeful idea for a soft landing. And that's why you've seen markets start to recover. But again, a lot depends on what the Fed has to say today uh, in terms of not just, you know, the amount which they're going to increase, but again, their future kind of projection and, and how strong is their stance or how hawkish uh, or dovish, as we say, are they going to be? Right. Okay. And what about earnings season? How is that going? Yeah, you know, earnings seasons. Sorry, earnings season. We've had a, a lot of companies already report. Uh, it's a big week for earnings. We've got big tech is going to be in the spotlight here with you know Facebook, Apple, and Google all going to be reporting here. Um, you know, we've seen General Motors. Uh, their shares jumped after strong earnings and guidance. Uh, UPS delivered mixed earnings. McDonald's earnings beat. Um, Snapchat uh, unfortunately dropped more than eleven percent this morning. But again, this isn't a, a position we would hold. Uh, uh, but, it, you know, it's important to report on all sides, uh, you know, in, in all different sectors. But we're seeing a lot of earnings beats uh, opposed to those that are missing. But what we're looking for is guidance going forward. That's really important. It's not just, you know, how did earnings shape up uh, for the last quarter, uh, but what are they expecting going forward? And that's, uh, you know, what we're looking at and, and how we're managing the portfolios in terms of which sectors uh, we're increasing, you know, how much cash are we going to have in the portfolios? The idea is, is that we're going to see more volatility in the first, you know, couple quarters here of 2023 as all of these interest rate increases kind of infiltrate the economy because we haven't seen the full effects of that yet. And again, we want to see inflation uh, come in lower over the coming months. Well, some of these results were really interesting, like McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's was um, really interesting. I mean, you see that, you know, they've got some, you know, higher costs. Uh, they're seeing inflation, of course. 
Um, they noted that their meals remain less expensive than many competitors. I don't know, when I go in there, I, I see higher and higher costs uh, at McDonald's. So, you know, it's important to see, you know, these companies, are, are they passing along these additional costs to consumers? And how much are they eating of it themselves? Right. Okay. So that's obviously still ongoing, but also right around this time of year, I know, Lori, a lot of people have their RRSPs on their mind, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's RSP season. You know, it's not too late to make your RSP contribution for the 2022 tax year to offset some of your uh, income tax, of course. The deadline this year is Wednesday, March the 1st. And, um, you know, if you miss the deadline, March the 1st, remember, you can carry it forward for 2023 as well. And the uh, maximum contribution is 29210 or 18% of your earned income. And so, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to RSPs. I get this question a lot. Uh, some people just don't like RSPs for the reason that you're going to get fully taxed uh, in retirement when you withdraw those funds. But what people forget sometimes is that, you know, contributing to an RSP makes sense. You have many years of tax-free growth, right? It reduces your income tax right away in that year. Um, you know, that tax-free growth over numerous years makes a lot of sense, but you have to be careful. And this is a, um, a good topic here, Simi, is that as you get closer and closer to retirement, um, of actually turning your RSP into a RIF at the age of 71, it's not always a, just a no-brainer that you should be doing your RSP contribution. You should be talking to a financial advisor whether it makes sense still to do that. So, because there are people that are working between 65 and, and 70 yet. They just they just don't want to retire. They love what they do. Uh, but that also means that there's kind of, you know, we need to provide more advice uh, to those because they don't have all those years for tax-free growth. And then they're going to be withdrawing uh, that money at full pop and, and paying tax on it just in a few years. So that's a conversation to be had during RSP season for sure with our clients. Right. Because that's that's coming up, right? Isn't the deadline March 1st? Yeah, exactly. So so the deadline's coming up and you you don't want to wait till the last minute. I mean, yes, we, we always get it done for clients no matter what. Um, but again, having uh, you know goal of getting it that done early. And, and just remember, you can do 2023. You can do that early. Don't wait until the deadline, you know. Don't give up that year of tax-free growth. If you have the funds, you know, on the sideline or in a non-registered account, uh, you can always move it over into your RSP. You don't have to wait till that March 1st deadline. And, and again, and the RSPs make sense, uh, especially, the, you know, the younger you are and um, when you have your high income earning years make sense. But as you kind of get to that 65 uh, year plus age, uh, you want to possibly be rethinking that because you may want to start looking at dwindling down your RSPs depending on, on the size of them uh, for estate planning purposes. So there's a lot going on with RSPs and if, you know, um, you, you need to t- be talking to a financial advisor to be getting their insight on, on what's right for you because everyone's situation is unique. Right. Well, what are some of the benefits of investing in one? Well, again, that you know, immediate kind of um, uh, tax advantage, uh, the tax-free growth over numerous years, uh, it's, it's surprising how much that adds <clears throat> to the portfolio. And and just remember, when you're investing in an RSP, it doesn't have to, you know, just be sitting in, in GICs or mutual funds. You can be invested in proper portfolios uh, that have stocks and bonds and things like that. And you just want to make sure that it's actively managed, right? Even if you have a long-term uh, time horizon, you still want to make sure that your investments are being properly managed for where we are in the market cycle. Because as we know, things are constantly changing. 
Um, and, you know, what you can be sure of is that, you know, what was a good investment today may not be the same good investment in two years from now. So you need a financial team that is actively managing your RSP. It shouldn't be just set it and forget it just because it's got such a long time horizon for some. Okay. And people obviously, I think, automatically think, oh, it's a good thing for me to sock money into an RRSP, but what are what things should we be careful of? Yeah, I think that you just need to be careful, one, of probably taking too conservative of an approach for a long-term time horizon in an RSP, just because you're kind of worried about market conditions. Um, you want to make sure that you have equities in there, uh, especially because you're not paying tax on the growth, and I think that's important. I think you also just need to, you know, be mindful of how much you're investing in your RSP versus like your TFSA versus, you know, your non-registered accounts. And as I was saying, each family has kind of unique circumstances. Um, and some people also are contributing to pensions, so they don't really have a lot of RSP contribution room. And so what's important for us, you know, when people start withdrawing income, we're looking at where they should be taking that income from. Is it going to be their RSP? Is it going to be their joint accounts, trust accounts, corporate accounts, all those sorts of things we're, we're looking at. So so our RSP contribution shouldn't uh, just be maybe automatic, don't think about it uh, over the age of, I would say, 55, 60, uh, but really important to be talking about it uh, over the age of 65 if you're still working or if you have contribution room. Uh, but those who are younger, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely uh, I would recommend doing that RSP contribution as much as possible. All right. Well, Lori, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much to me. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.